From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's The Power Move with John Gafford. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us for another epic episode of The Power Move. Here with me, as always, is going to be my main man, the man that says nothing wrong ever, Colt Amadon. What's up, Colt? <laughs> Cocktail hour. And, fl- <laughs> and flying over in the shotgun seat over to the far left, the ever-present Chris Connell. Chris Connell, how are you, everybody? Good, man. Good. Oh, there it is, the power move. <laughs> I need to get my I'm going to have to put the, <laughs> I'm going to have to put it on the board, but honestly, if I did that, it's just like one more thing that I got to kind of keep up with yeah. as we go along and as we do this, which I already got enough to keep up with as we do this. But, my man, so what do you give for the guy that's got everything? What gift do you give the guy that has everything? And I'm going to talk about a cool gift that I got today, and I want to talk about the coolest gift you've gotten somebody. So, one of my mentors, one of my good friends, uh, Steve Sims, uh, he's called the Real Life Wizard of Oz. This is a cat that we've talked about in the yeah. past. It can literally make anything happen and has for people. He's amazing what he did. Cool guy. And so his birthday came up, and I was like, you know, man, I want to get, and you know, man, Steve's done a lot for me. He's hooked me up. I've gotten speaking gigs. I've gotten different things because of Steve, and, and, and uh, I want to say thank you to him. So, you know, you start looking at a lot of stuff. He's a motorcycle guy, so I started going down that path where what I wanted to find was I wanted to find like some Raleigh Free uh, memorabilia. I don't know if you know who Raleigh Free is. There's a very famous picture of him breaking the world speed record on the Land- Bon- on the Bonneville salt flats in a bathing suit from the 50s. I'm like, dude, if I could get that sign, that'd be epic. So a dude that loves motorcycles, that'd be great. No, there's one like collection of Raleigh Free photographs. It's $20,000. I mean, they're, they're, they're so expensive. So I'm thinking I got to tie to tie in because it's always got to be a tie-in. It's like a coordination of gifts and everything else. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I came up with it. Flamethrower. Flamethrower. Who, who doesn't want a flamethrower? You literally, there's not a, if you're a man no. in America and you don't want a flamethrower for a, a Something's gift. wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. So at first, so here's, here's, the, here's the progression of this gift. Now, Steve doesn't have this yet because it just showed in my house. I'm getting ready to ship it to him now. And the reason he doesn't have it is I want to put a card in it, and I'll talk about that in a second. But so the progression was, okay, the first thing is I'll go down the boring company, mm-hmm. flamethrower. I went down that route, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been down that way. People you. are like, Two Jeezels for this bad boy. Right. And I'm like, this is a nice gift, but, you know, he ain't my kid. We ain't sleeping together. So <laughs> it's like I ain't going two grand, or, and I'm not going down that route. So then I go on eBay. And, you know, I, and you know eBay, this close to getting chillied. You're this close to being chillies. And I'm going to talk about eBay real quick. It's so a dark going, place to be. It is. It is. Going care. dark. Yeah, dude, being chillies is a dark place to be. So I go down, and I am looking at uh, uh, eBay. And I find one, and it's like replica of boring flamethrower, mm-hmm. five hundred bucks or whatever it was. I'm like, I'm in, cool, pay it, done, like instantly, buy it, pay it, good. A week goes by, you know. And the problem with eBay is, you know, now apparently they just no longer employ any human beings whatsoever. None. It's all computerized, and it's all this. So I'm like, this guy doesn't. I mean, I send like emails. Hey man, where's the tracking? What's going on? After a week, this guy who I tracked down as a student at Clemson University because I'm pretty slick this way. I tracked him. I, oh, I got everything. I got his real email address. I got the whole nine yards. <laughs> you can't hide behind your eBay pseudonym for me. You just can't do it. About a week later, he sends me a thing. Hey man, before I send this, uh, it's homemade. Do you still want it? I'm like. Bro, are you kidding? No, I, I don't want somebody. your homemade flamethrower, sir, for five hundred dollars. It's one of it's, those bensonite. No, like. exactly. <laughs> it's going to be a can of camping fuel yeah. and like a, one of those You're long like grill lighters. No, 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 
<laughs> yeah, to, just what I wanted to send my just wanted to send my friend an atom bomb. Oh, That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I want to send to his house. No, so I'm like, no, I don't want I, I don't want this anymore. I'm done. The kid goes totally dark on me. Right, goes dark. So I start going down the black hole of eBay trying to help me, and it comes up with. Um, I'm like, I, you know, I'm just checking every box I can. You can't talk to a human. There's no phone number. Every phone number you call says we don't use this phone number anymore. Finally, I get them and they get back. They say, great, congratulations. eBay has sided with you on the dispute. We're siding with you. All you have to do is return the item back to the seller and we'll give you your money back. I'm like, how can I return something I never got? Right. So I eventually had to go now to PayPal, charge it back. It was a whole thing. But in the meantime, I did find a store in Florida called the super villain store where they had a pretty legit flamethrower that I picked up for $550. Now, the only problem I have with this gift before I send it to him is it wasn't bedazzled. By no. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question. What say you, sir? I have a flamethrower sitting in front of my house in a box right now. Do you know how much control it's going to take to not go home and play with it? I don't know why, why don't you don't have two flamethrowers sitting in your house. Right now. That, like you and Steve aren't close enough friends. You want to be like flamethrower buddies? Yeah, no. I, I think I think I think that would be too flaming for me. Is, is how we put it. I mean, just I don't know how you yeah, order one. Terrible. Don't say that. You, you order zero or two flamethrowers, yeah, John. Yeah. No, no. But but I, I ordered the one flamethrower. But but it's done. And I'm going to send it to him in a box with a note that just says, "What do you get for somebody that has helped so many others, including myself, catch fire?" And I just thought that was such a cool, that is cool, nice way to give it to him. So, you know, what's the coolest gift you've ever given somebody? Given or gotten? I thought it was gotten. Both, either way. Gotten was my wife um, for Christmas oh, like five God, years ago. That? I gave you your wife. Oh, yeah. John gave me my wife. It, you paused for was, a bit. Was, I was, was, I was waiting. It was, it was I'm like, whoa. 13 goats, <laughs> 13 goats in my, uh, my dowry. I mean, I've got uh, <laughs> yeah. Steve, um, thanks for giving me my wife. Yeah. <laughs> no, so it was. Um, I had been looking, like John has been over my house, seen my weird collection of stuff. It's like Ripley's Believe. Yeah, I, pr I pride I myself on trying to find really crazy stuff. I have vamp, I just have everything. But what I didn't have was like a 17th, 18th, 19th century um, antique vampire hunting kit. And I wanted one very, very badly because I thought it was a thing. I thought they used to sell these. Uh -huh. And so I was going down the, the black hole of, yep. you know, <laughs> trying to find one. And they had some and they were like, Five thousand dollars. I'm like, man, I don't need anything that authentic. Just a kind of a cool. I just want the story because I think it's a neat story that the hubris and the fear of vampires and you know, 19th century Romania or whatever was enough that people were buying kits with garlic and all this stuff. So, mm -hmm. kept telling my wife I wanted one. I wanted one, and she, I didn't think much much of it till Christmas Day comes. She presents me with this box that she hand built, handmade this whole thing. Had like you know. Uh, old school decorative things on the side and you pop it open it's got a hook and it's it's a it's a it's like a crab hammer that's painted like a steak hammer and hand fashioned steaks and she, she made this right she, well yeah i lost a dremel out of the deal because she kept using like bits on it it just mangled the shit out of it but it was so worth it so i i absolutely it's one of my favorite things ever um and it was a gift because it was a labor of love but she she like leather strapped in the yeah. vials for Garlic and holy She's like, what you what you want doesn't really exist. What but I I'm want still, doesn't. I'm still going to make it. So then I find out this wasn't actually a thing, <laughs> which was almost kind of cooler in a way that that I actually have one now. Right. Yeah, of this thing that one. there is no authentic version of it. So some hucksters started making them. Some mountebanks. Monta. Oh man, <laughs> the Scrabble word for the day Scrabble. called <laughs> mountebanks. 
Yeah. People haven't realized how smart Chris is. Can you, can you, you, can you, you use that? Those guys are mountebanks. <laughs> the mountebanks that they would they like started making fake ones and selling them as antique vampire hunting kits. Okay. Oh, really? So they don't actually exist. There wasn't this craze of people. So people are spending thirty grand. Sure, on whatever. I don't even know how much they are. I could forget. If so we just ver- have we just officially verified vampires do not exist. Have we just officially? I've met a few that? time vampires. <laughs> I met a few energy <laughs> vampires in my day. <laughs> so um, yeah, so she made it for me. So it's just one of those neat things. Now, giving gifts, I, I've I, I try to be thoughtful. I try to figure it out, but I'm not sure what I've done other than you know obviously engagement ring. Yeah. That's that's, that's kind of like I don't. I, you know, I would like to be better at it because there's a lot of people in my life that I am very thankful for, right. and I don't maybe express it as much mm-hmm. as I think all of us should. So you doing that make me think, yeah, maybe I should kind of think about. No, dude, I think about it more. I'm telling you, well, I, there's a buddy in my mastermind owns a company called Giftology, and he is they are experts at giving gifts for high level corporate people, and that's what they do, not for birthdays, whatever, but just randomly give people gifts, and they will do research on these people and select gifts that are very appropriate for you. It's not a cheap service, and John is probably the best guy in the world at it, but watching him, listening to him, I started thinking maybe I need to do this with more intent than, hey, here's a Chili's gift card, because you know, you know, Ain't nobody getting a Chili's gift card anymore. No. Dead to me, Chili's. You're Wendy's is on the chopping block. <laughs> Wendy's, yeah, Wendy's are close. Oh, what's the other Chili's, one? you're There's dead to me. That's lately. eBay. Yeah. eBay. I, bet, I pray this podcast takes off for no other reason than somebody at Corporate Chili's can be like, we got to do something about this podcast. They bash, every <laughs> we single week, they just, just they bosh us every we'll week. Think of sponsorship. Yeah. Let's think of sponsorship. Brought to you by <laughs> Ublow. Yeah, by, by Chili's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yo, Applebee's. I'm just yeah. saying, looking real good for a sponsorship. Yeah, you want to take the edge. You want to take the edge. Oh, man. But yeah. it's funny because I think a lot of us represent a lot of clients that have everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. My go-to was for a lot of these guys, they would like cigars but they didn't really know much about them. And you got them a nice Cuban cigar that, because it was a lot harder 10 years ago mm-hmm. than it is now, that that always was something because it's like, well, you where'd you, you get the it? Law, right. the yeah. So, Colt, you're admitting you broke the law. Broke the law. The opinions of Colt and the inability to adhere <laughs> to the global embargo. Why do you think we have you, Chris, here? <laughs> He's but, kidding, everybody. Yeah, Joe, kidding. Joe, Cuban seed planted Cuban. in Nicaragua. It's okay. It's a guy out of the... Uh, Neighbors, house rolling them. Yeah, no, but I think stuff like that, it, it, you know, and I think people just go to, well, what's expensive, right? And people buy people expensive bottles of whatever, cognac yeah. or whatever. I was at a uh, buddy's house that we were maybe drinking a little much and we're playing some drinking games. And he just kept pulling out Louis Trays, Louis Trays, and drinking games with Louis Trays. And you're like, bottles of Louis Trays? Yeah, like these are $5,000 bottles that you're, you're playing drinking games with. Yeah, he goes, this is what everybody <laughs> right? gives me, right? Like this is, they're, they're not thoughtful. It's not no. a thoughtful gift. Even though it's five grand, yeah. it's not thoughtful. I'll take it, I'll take I, it do, all day well, long. Well, in my house, I have stacks of really expensive Cut. liquor at my house. Yeah. I couldn't tell you any of it was from. I have no idea. That's Can't remember, it's not memorable. He, you know what he always gets? You know what John loves everybody? John loves a nice bottle of scotch. No. Yes. No scotch. Okay, if you're He's listening getting, to this, gets it. everybody loves, yeah, exactly. Everybody loves to buy me scotch. If you want to know where the scotch goes, literally right if you hand it to me. Cold soft. Right, right there. I don't drink scotch. I'm a bourbon guy. So I drink. I so drink the bourbon. I, I, was at a, I, was a, I was an attorney at a firm here in town. I'm not going to mention names because uh, they don't need my advertising for them. But um, <laughs> this gentleman worked there, and he got linked up. It was kind of a multi-level marketing thing, but he had this great uh, card service. So one day I didn't even think about it. I get something in the mail and he goes, Hey, I saw something on Facebook. 
blah, blah, blah. And this card had a bunch of pictures printed out about it. Ah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where it's actually they take pictures off your Facebook like and make it a green card. Really personalized yeah. message, and yeah. I, I I still have it. It's one of the I don't know. It's great. I still I have got, that one though. But I got that, and it creeped me out a little bit. Not going I loved it. I don't Did know you? about you, but yeah, yeah, I felt felt really authentic. Felt like you took well, time. I'll t- to- well, there, there's and, and that's a new thing. If you're looking at a great piece of marketing that I'm actually looking at for using for my sphere, um, not really my sphere, but like my neighborhood. Like I don't sell per se a lot of real estate anymore, but just the. <sighs> seeing another for sale sign or seeing another house listed in my neighborhood drives me bananas right. just cause it just like the prideful of it. And, yeah. I, and my, and my team can handle it. Exactly. So, you know, we've always sent out, which and now everybody sends it out, which is like, here's the neighborhood Marp date and ours are great. Cause we have our own digital printer. So it's this four page deal with all it's beautifully done, but everybody's doing it now. So I found this company called authentic.co and I'll just give it to you for free again, no endorsement, but authentic.co and they have these, they have handwriting machines, which I've looked into before. They're very expensive and they break a lot apparently, but for like, I think it's a thousand bucks a month for a six month commitment. They will send 400 handwritten notes on stationary branded to you that you can design however you want. It goes out every month. And when I say handwritten, it's not that crappy, just font that looks like it. Right. It's actual machines that hold a pen. And then actually write the notes so that you can tell they're handwritten. And they send them out. And you just type in the message, whatever you want them to say. But I figured if I could just send everybody in my neighborhood a handwritten note every month, at the very least, people people would be like, oh, that's the guy that sends the notes. You know who I get handwritten messages from? Religious people. Huh. Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, Jehovah's Witnesses. They send me week. handwritten It's always pages. in Spanish. See, they might, I think they just look at me and go, you know, I, I mean, honestly, I'm just we're not going to bother. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that would be me, too. <laughs> I, would, I, I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you know what the best you know gift I've ever given? And I just gave it actually. And if you're married, listen up. Cause I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is good. This is a great gift to give your wife. And it's actually a gift for you. Hmm. Everybody's listening now. Right? So what is it? Earplugs? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. The thoughts and opinions of Chris Connell do not Dude. represent the power move. No, no. Um, no. What it is, is this. So, for um, our anniversary this year, my wife was, you know, was like, what do you want? And I said, I want a boudoir book. That's what I want. I want a, George I want, Costanza. I want one of those books with all, with you. I want a book of you in racy photos. And I could tell at first she was, she, you know, my wife is, is, for those of you who've never seen her, my wife's beautiful. Um, she's 50 years old. And I think the age in her mind, she was like, oh, I'm too old for this, blah, blah, blah. And I could tell there was some apprehension in her doing it, but she wanted to make me happy. So she did it anyway. Right <clears throat> now, this is why people are like, okay, how's that a gift for her? And I'll tell you how my wife called me today. Cause she saw the first proofs come back from the photo shoot. Right. And she was like, Oh my God, these photographs are unbelievable. She Lucky looked, motherfucker. No, 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 but I'm saying she <laughs> looked, be, because, up. I mean, obviously a great photographer that does this all full time right. made her, I mean, she's already beautiful, but the photographs were done beautifully. There's, a, there's, It's easy to be a beautiful person and take sure. a bad photograph, sure. but it's easy to be an ugly person and take a great photograph. Easier. And a good photographer can do whatever. And this yeah. lady especially was really great at it. I could instantaneously hear her confidence and hear how proud of herself she was because of this. So it was a gift for me, but it was really a great, and I didn't even intend it that way. I was just being, I was just being like, I kind of want a book with hot pictures of my wife and whatever. That's what I want. But what I got out of it was so much greater because I could just feel the confidence just oozing through the phone about these photographs. She, She loved it. She thought it was great. 
That's awesome. That's, That's a great cool. idea. It's a good gift. I would do that with the George Costanza. With the <laughs> oh, so lay, lay down on the couch. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it, it. It really was just an amazingly great gift. You know, it, it's funny because they're sexy pictures, and we were talking about this earlier, which was when your kids get to be that certain age, and you gotta oh, have the talk. Oh with my them. god! Oh my god! Yeah. How do you, you know, I'm just curious because this is different because because you know I have my son. I have my and I have my daughter, and I also have my wife. Not that I, not that I had to have the sex talk with her. She had already kind of figured that out. <laughs> I came that up. Out. Even though I like to have this fantasy sure. that and, you know, whatever, it's my fantasy. Don't mess with it. <laughs> but I know you, you talked to your daughter about it. I did. I recently had. I mean, recently, I've, I've recently had the talk with my daughter. Here's the unintended consequence of it that was amazing. Okay, she now comes to me about everything. Wow, everything, and I mean, no punches held back. None. So I always had this opinion and I, you know, like we talked about liberal arts education, whatever, but I took a class in university. I had a class to fill between physics, biology and whatever. And I took a cupcake class called human sexuality, mm-hmm. human sexual behavior. And it was phenomenal because the shit I don't know about it to this day, the shit I didn't know about it then could fill up a, a fucking Olympic swimming pool. <laughs> but what it did kind of make me understand is how puritanical even my views on sex and sexuality were. We are in a culture, so our culture is very, very repressed. People don't realize how repressive we are as a culture. Now, think about what happened when Janet Jackson's nipple fell out. This country ground to a fucking halt. You know what? I'm still in counseling over it. (laughs) I am. Over a nipple, right? (laughs) People in France are like... Did she have a pasty on? Uh, no, a, a nipple. no, that was Justin. That. that was Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah, okay. Justin Timberlake had the pasty. He was pasty. Oh no, there was a pasty. You only got that with the OnlyFans. No, he ripped off a pasty. And oh right, that's popped out. Oh, okay. Pierced. Yeah, I remember. People lost their goddamn minds. Right. Yeah. So I always like. I'm like, you know what? The greatest disservice you can do to your kids is is pass along generational trauma about how we deal with things. Mm-hmm. Number one, kids that get pregnant are parents that don't uh, who, who kids don't understand how sex even works. Yeah. How this works. What, what, what is actually happening here? A man meets a woman and they like hang out together and all of a sudden they have babies. Like you go, no, 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 no. So I, I can see with a, with a straight up whiteboard. Laying yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. So I did. So I basically oh, did. And, and we said something like, I'm like, she at the age. She asked me some question. It was tangential. And I'm just go, okay, you I'm know sorry, what? what was that last word? It wasn't. It was a tertiary thing. Tertiary. But it was, it was just it's not. It's not just you, folks. Yeah, but it's not just you. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I sit here and it's like. It was just sort of one of those things where I'm like, there's something deeper to this question. And then I just basically out with it. I'm like, has your mom ever talked to you about sex? She's like, no. You know, like, no, absolutely not. I said, here's the thing. I'm not going to be this dad that thinks I own your sexuality. You are a human being. Human beings, right, are sexual in nature. So I don't own your sexuality. I'm not going to sit on a porch with a shotgun and my daughter needs whatever. I want you to make your own sexual decisions in life. But just here's promise me one thing. Just don't date a fucking loser. Whatever you do, <laughs> right, don't, don't feel guilty about stuff. Yeah, if you feel I don't care what happens. Just, just no day. loser. Make decisions today that your future self will thank you for, and that includes being safe and all this stuff. I'm like, and here's how it works. She's oh like, boy. Well, what's this? I'm like, this is this. And when I mean this is this, I mean like a male has testicles and inside his testicles, he has sperm. Sperm are the genetic information that, oh, you know, boy. go through a vas deference <laughs> out your urethra into a woman, inserts his right. penis into a vagina. That you have like a uterus. Step by step. She, she, she's, Hold on, let me she, write she's 12, these 13, down. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll oh, give you a private later. Yeah. But she didn't understand how a uterus worked. 
No, no. And she's like a 12-year-old girl at this time. She just turned 13, but she was like maybe 12, turning 13. And she, nobody had ever had the sense, myself included, to let her know how her own body worked. She's on. She has her period. Okay, but okay. Now, here, here's my question. Here's my question. Did you did you call? Did you think first? Did you just like I'm just going to handle this because I'm a fixer? Or did you, you think it? to call the mom and be like, uh, yo, no, no, no? Because I feel like she listens to me as a sense of authority, and it's just and it's it's not the same thing because her mom would never have that conversation. Her mom would cupcake it, so mm-hmm. I didn't want her mom to cupcake it. I want to be like, here is here is information. What you do with that is now up to you to think about. But here is real information. I think you're an intelligent kid. I think you're not too young to handle how your own body works. Right? She didn't understand why she was having a period. She just knew she had one. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. This is what's happening. You're ovaries release an egg that gets, you know, whatever. That's what's happening. Why is information or science taboo? Like, why on earth would that? Nobody texts, how does your heart work? It pumps blood through your vessels. We're talking about some real basic stuff here that I think you should probably know by seven. I so the, and my goal I'm is I'm sorry by how by how old? I mean seven, seven you start taking your first health classes she was seven no but I'm saying you should no but how old was she, how old was she when you having these conversations she's turning just like a few months ago okay oh, just a few months and I'm oh. like you but you're I mean like I said I'm not trying to spill her tea but you know you, you have your period and you don't know why I mean yeah. that's kind of a weird, yeah, thing. It's a weird and thing we've kind of failed you a little bit so here's here's both barrels. This is what it's like. Here it comes. Here's what an STD is. Here's oh, what boy. condoms do. Here oh, is boy. what it all does. And then it's all headed up. And she just kind of sat there, and then I let her kind of sit. I just dropped the information bomb, and I mean heavy. A week later, I go, so, you know, talked about it. Do you have any questions? She's like, I don't know. Uh, it just kind of seemed more gross than anything to me. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's fine. You don't have to understand it because you're, you know. She, you know, then a week after that, she's like, you know, I actually do have a question. Okay. How does this work? How, you know, how does this, how does this? I'm like, this is how, here you go. I have a, a, a pact with her now. If you have a question, I will answer it. Don't ever think for a second that anything is I'm off topic. It. You want to talk about marijuana. You want to talk about whatever. I will tell you the facts about it. I'm not going to bullshit you. Well, see, when I had, when I last had the talk, um, you, you know, I was speaking as much as I could in generalities and trying, sure. to, trying to lay things out. And I would knew there would be questions. And I said, look, just come to me with the questions as well. Mm-hmm. And Colt started texting me like fucking every five minutes. Like, well, how does this work? How does that work? And I'm like, genuinely didn't I mean, mean come is, to him with yeah, the questions. You know, I thought he meant it. No, I'm like, I'll tell you how this goes. But, you, you know, you kind of got to fed. For, you're a grown man, hence, Colt. You hence, got two kids. You got to fed for yourself. That's why me and uh, Giovanni were yeah, at the you, strip club Sunday. Yeah, you're exactly. Uh, no, Did you happen I, to catch that, by the way? I did. That was great. I actually knew how many Colt, if you don't follow Colt on IG, Post. Now, okay, in Vegas, there's a place called Sapphire, which is a gentleman's club. It's the world's biggest, biggest gentleman. gentleman. Don't play down. I, I don't know how many gentlemen hang out in there, but it, attached to this world's largest gentleman or gentleman's club is a Mexican restaurant. It's actually a really good Mexican restaurant. Really, It's good really Mexican. good. And Colt posted a picture of his son out front who is <laughs> just, turned just turned three. Just turned three. Just turned three in front of the world's largest gentleman's club. And uh, with the sign going to the back. And then the next scene was him passed out at a booth. And the best part about that was for half a second, I forgot about the Mexican restaurant. You know how and I'm like, I thought you had like a commercial uh, meeting or something. Yeah, yeah, You're like, yeah. I'll be fine. Just Sunday morning. Sunday. Fine. Do you know how many people in parking lot were looking at me weird walking <laughs> with my three-year-old right. to strip club? But. It's funny. I got so many. They're like, buddy, if you're going to turn dude, them on, don't show them the day shift. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, that's, that's how you do it. Team. I, so many people actually thought I took them. 
No, to, I mean, like, I, no, I, I'm being dead serious. People are like, don't you have to be 21? Like, is there a daycare? And I'm like, he's got oh a my teddy bear God. in his hand, too. He did. He's got a <laughs> Vegas Geo, guys. Giovanni. Like a, reminds me of that yeah. Abraham Lincoln quote about the internet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's so, so what you're talking about in generalities, you're just like, hey, buddy, wear a condom. I mean, like, how does that work? No, 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 no. I, I, that was really a joke for Colt. <laughs> but, oh, but, just, but, but no, but like, do, but, like, do you find it weird when you have to? Because I'm, I'm not. We, I'm, we okay. are a repressed culture. I am, well, I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. Me growing up in that repressed culture, when we had this talk, it was like a Saturday. We had been out during the day. We we had to go to some party, and uh, we came home, and I had a, I had had a couple drinks. Yeah. And the kids are like, let's get in the hot tub, and I'm like, all right, cool. So we fired up. It's at night, and I wound up just sitting there with Hayden, and I was like, you know what? Just feels like the right time to have yeah. this chat. You're you know, gonna start feeling here. Hot, I'm You're here. Start I'm a little lubricated. Oh, I'm yeah. good. Let's oh, have the chat. It, it, it just kind of went with what do you know, and then how do you feed into what you know, and let's correct yeah. what's wrong, and let's 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 go from there. How to not right. get somebody pregnant? Let's start with that one. Yes. Well, and I don't think one. people realize kids. 12, 13 can get pregnant. You can't, you got to have this. You've got to have this conversation young, which most people don't. But as a society, especially Americans, we, sex is so taboo. Brutal. Like just Mm -hmm. a nipple, right? Like just a boob is, you can go to the hotel pool and see a guy with a C cup walking around. Fat titties, just giant. (laughs) But all of a sudden a girl walked out him. And it's so funny because to me, it's like whatever, especially in Vegas, we see some wild stuff in Vegas. Yeah. You know, we see naked people walking around. The trucks going by. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, but that's still tame. For a lot of other places, no, in the it, world. Is. Oh, it is. Oh, absolutely, it is. it's wild in America. It this is. is why we have Las Vegas. This is, is why we yeah. exist. We we were in we were in, we were in Amsterdam many many moons ago, and uh, <laughs> we're there for my buddy's fortieth birthday party. And and you know, my buddy is there. He's gay. He has his husband, and there was a bunch of other of his friends, and we were all there. It came from all over the globe. They were living in London at the time, and we'd gone to Amsterdam for his birthday party, and nobody had ever been to the red light district. So like, let's all go. So we go in a big mob. And here's my wife and Andrew, arm in arm, hammered, right? Going window to window, like critiquing the women in the windows. It's like, oh, my God. Like, if I had cellulite that, I would never put that on. To finally come up, I'm like, they can hear you. That's a human. It's, it's a human. We're not the that's zoo. Not feeling. Yeah. That's not this a Chucky doll. Yeah. This is not the zoo. It they come can to hear life you when you say yeah. some magic words. It's just brutal. But, yeah, no, it, it, it is a very weird, strange culture. And like I said, that's the reason why Las Vegas exists. Now, have you seen Zoomanity? I have seen Zumanity. So I thought Zumanity was an utter piece of dog shit. I yes. thought it was the worst Cirque ever. Oh, for sure. Second then is Mysteria, because Mysteria is kind of like the older one. I did, You know, it, it, it's standard. It's just kind of yeah. like the jump for off. Kids, so, yeah. But Zumanity was a piece of shit, and here's why. It was everything wrong about American repression put into a show meant to be titillating. Yeah, let's run around with dildos. Oh, and look at us. We have dildos. Look like, crazy. Ter- oh, it's a gay guy, and he <laughs> oh, no. kissed a guy. Oh, no. It's just sort of like, if, I guess if you're in the middle, I don't want to be uh, you know, geographically insensitive to people's sort of cultures, but... You know, if you're in Arkansas and you're a couple and you oh. come to Vegas and holy shit, look at how open sexually these people are. They're swinging fake dildo. I found it so inauthentic and so just uh, it was pedestrian. It was pandering. It was pedestrian yeah. pandering. And people come, oh my God, what a romp. What a great show. And I just think to myself, think of the scale where you think that is something that is risque, yeah. right? It's yeah, just, my grandma wanted to go to that with me. That would have been fun. <laughs> 
with you? Yeah, she's like, can we go see this? I heard it's fun. My <laughs> girlfriend, like, she did. I'm like, no, Grandma, let's go to a car or something. You're like, else. yeah, no, no, let's let's go go to let's car. Let's she's like, fuck you, Colt. I'm going through yeah. it. Like Ten years later, yeah, you little bitch. Yeah, Colt, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, little bitch. My grandma. I can totally see your grandmother oh, calling you a little bitch. I can totally see that. My family, uh, they like to party. I like your grandma. Yeah, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we live in a very repressed culture. This is yeah. why. This is why you go to France and these kids, holy shit, there's naked beaches or there's nipples. And, and, and they're just, they, they couldn't imagine you being hung up on this. We, we must look like Hutterites to them. Oh, and I think it's, it's, I don't know, you see it, like you said, from Arkansas, the Midwest. Like when you go to win, I go to win a lot and have drinks and they have a topless pool. You know, just the guy's gawking at a girl, She's and I'm just like, a corner. well, yeah, but, but, okay, like, oh <laughs> all right, but, but let's talk about that, though. All right, let's talk about that. The topless, uh, this is in America. If you go to the topless pool at, at the wind, or not the wind, but if you go to the topless pool at Bear, like Bear Pool at Mirage or, or Moray yeah. Beach Club here, if you're topless at that in, the, in, in here, you're thirsty. You're well, just thirsty. No, totally you're just trying to get attention. The wind's it's different, not, though. It's not because it's your culture, you're accustomed to it, whatever. I get you. You're thirsty for attention. I agree. That's but the wind's not. The wind, the wind is those Europeans yeah, that are it is. used to that. The wind is different. I totally agree with that, with Bear and, you know, all the other ones that are out there. But uh, I just I find it hilarious. I mean, I don't know. I just I don't comprehend a boob's a boob. To me, right? Like, I don't know, man. I, I mean, never understood that. See, I'm going to disagree with that because a boob is not a boob. Because uh, the, the counter argument. Somebody's never that. been to Day Shift Strip Club in Biloxi, Mississippi. <laughs> and my, okay. my friend, I will argue that. Because I got to tell you, it's so funny. Everybody, when you talk about strip clubs, all right? If I'm going to a strip club, club, if I'm going to a strip club, if I'm going to go to a strip club, and I've always been this way, always, for whatever reason. I've never been I'm not going. Trump. I'm not going to flirt with girls or even look at the back. Like, I want experience. Like, when I go on a trip, I'll get in a cab with friends and say, take me to the seediest, worst strip club in this city. The Glitter Gulch in every, town. Yes, in every great, and I've had so many great stories from those bars that are just absolute nightmares to go to that I love. Some of my good friends and I have this running <laughs> joke because we were driving in, uh, in Quebec, I don't know if you know what that is, but we were at San Sovar. It's in the Canada, right? In the Canada. In the Canada. San Sovar. For whatever reason, we were driving from San Sovar to University paying off again. No, you're you're basically bilingual. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That means something different you think, Colt. (laughs) (laughs) So so we're driving. Ask your grandmother. She'll tell you all about it. At a strip club on the side of a road on a highway between San Sovar and Montreal. I love it. And we get there, and it's obviously a, a, a biker bar, a, a Hell's Angels bar, because it's a big presence, Hell's Angels in, in Quebec. And there was, like, one girl working. And it was, hey, bonjour, mon nom is Stephanie, tu besoin la danse sexy. And so it became a joke, like, who can get Stephanie to stop talking to them? <laughs> it was literally, like, the only bar on the way, too. Oh. And it's just like, holy shit. You're talking about, you know, there was, there was 12 teeth in there somewhere. I don't remember what order. It was brutal oh. and it was still one of the best and it's not just like the best. i'm sure she had tragedy in her life or whatever but it was that five of us still to this day it's the story about how bad it was that was fun oh my god well when we come back we're gonna take a quick break when we come back i will tell you the best strip club story i have it's it's, it's awesome <laughs> all right guys stay with us we'll be right back <laughs> Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. 
I'm here. Give me a shout. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. And we're back. Welcome back to the Power Move. I am John Gafford. With me, as always, is Chris Connell and Colt Amadon. For the break, we were talking about strip clubs because you know I you know it's funny I have this whole array of topics that we need to talk about right like I have all these things that we need to discuss and what do we wind up talking about strip, strip clubs. clubs so anyway the best story I got about strip clubs is this we're in uh, New Orleans uh, many 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 moons ago and your phones ringing we're, many many moons ago we're in New Orleans and. We're there with a bunch of guys. It was during Mardi Gras. This is a long time ago. And we're walking around, and one of the guys we were with was named DK. And DK had more money than sense. He owned a couple of Harley-Davidson dealerships across the southeast, and he just had no sense. So anyway, we're walking down Bourbon Street, middle of the day, and we walk by the Hustler Club. And DK says to the guy out front of the Hustler, he goes, hey, how much for VIP, which is the second floor of the Hustler Club, and they have a balcony. The guy goes, well, it'll be like $20 a piece to get up there, blah, 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 two-drink minimum, this and that. And there's five of us in this group. And DK goes, no, man, how much for the whole floor? Like, I want the whole floor. And the guy goes, huh? He goes, well, we can't really do that. And Mardi Gras, he goes, pulls out about, you know, about a thousand bucks, whatever, shoves it in the guy's shirt pocket and says, take that to your boss. Tell him I want the whole floor. Tell him to tell me how much more it's going to take. So the guy comes back out. They cut some sort of a deal. They kick everybody out that's up there. And then it's me and my five friends upstairs at the Hustler Club. And, of course, now... Even, you know, during Mardi, even Mardi Gras, Bourbon Street, day shift, girls are okay. <laughs> not, it's not your standard day shift employees. They're okay. And, uh, but they've heard there's some guys with money up there. So, of course, we have every girl up there. And it's there. Now, they have a balcony out front that you go through these windows and you're out front over Bourbon Street. And they're giving us beads to throw to the crowd below. There's a pretty big crowd because, like I said, it's during Mardi Gras. All of a sudden, I look around and I've got me. I've got, you know, my other buddies and I'm missing a buddy. I'm like, where the hell is Dallas? Like, where did Dallas go? And I'm like, where did he go? I peek my head back in. There are four strippers seated around the stage. My buddy Dallas, who is not a looker in any shape or form, has his shirt off and is crawling like a cat down the stage while they're throwing (laughs) his own money back at him. Now, keep in mind, (laughs) keep in mind, at no point did he say, hey, guys, Watch this. Hey, guys, come check this out. He was in his own little world, saw his own little opportunity to live out his little thing, and he was doing it. He was absolutely Who's a fancy girl? Who's a fancy girl now? Dallas is a fancy girl. No, it, it, it's just, it, it's, it's stuff like that. That's why I love, if I'm going to go, like, I don't want to go to the world's largest gentleman's club. No. I want to go to the one under the overpass in Dallas. That's, that's where I want to go. <laughs> I believe that term's called schadenfreude. <laughs> schadenfreude. Yeah, because it is going to happen. It, it is going to happen. But, you know, let's talk about something else that I think is kind of cool and something kind of interesting. I don't know if you guys saw this. This was bizarre. There's a TikToker that got like 25 million views on this. So he walked up and said he had a homeless guy that was drawing a schematic to a time machine on the side of a building. If you haven't seen it, it's crazy. Now, it's this dude that's literally, and it's like over the windows, it's like super long, and it's a very detailed schematic of this time machine. The guy got 25 million views. Now, the reason I want to talk about it, if you haven't seen the video, watch it. It's cool. But this guy then... Kind of then it becomes like this mystery. Oh, I'm going to try to look. I'm going to try to find this thing down. I'm going to try to find this. I'm going to try to find that. And what I thought about it was, was, A, it probably was all bullshit. Is this like Goodwill Hunting, but 
kind with a time machine, <laughs> time machine, and it ends with a portal. And I'm thinking, you know, it, the only thing I'm going to say about it is it was really good social media yeah. because it was something. It was kind of like I th- when I when I'm watching this, and not because it it was a ho- it, it had some kind of science sci-fi feel to it. It's because it reminded me of Blair Witch when you saw that. Like you'd never seen anybody do yeah. anything like that before. I think this was the first really high quality storytelling I've ever seen in little clips on social media. Oh, interesting. And I thought, I thought it was so interesting and so well done. And I'm sure it's going to wind up being, and this is why you should use Tide Pods is what's going to yes. wind up yeah, being. Yeah, no, it's some, some, <laughs> some guerrilla marketing guru has got some, some kid from marketing school. Yeah. I got an idea. What we can do is we can tug on the heartstrings of people and, you know, that'll get whatever so we can sell more yeah. dishwasher detergent. So, I mean, the, you, you know, what, I got, what, got, bah, what got me thinking was what are the best marketing things you've ever seen? Because like, obviously it's going to wind up being a marketing ploy, whatever was there. So like, yeah. what are, like what are some things you've seen that are just unbelievable marketing tools? Well, you know what's funny is that that does remind me of all this stuff. I saw a flash mob video the other day. And I was thinking, oh, you remember when that was a thing? Yeah. And then all these marketing videos. And then I was like, yeah, what else was like that? I was thinking the ALS, the ice bucket challenge. Yeah. It's just whatever happens, things hit. And then all of a sudden, people try to dig their claws into it, right? So something that could be really cool and organic and authentic is going to get usurped into some you know, sort of secondhand faux guerrilla marketing campaign for some guy who's trying to impress his boss. What's like, who makes up the TikTok trends? Like, who does it? God, I sound like I'm 100 years old right now, but is there, like, one guy in his house, like, and then I could do this, and then I'll do this, and do some of this rain-looking thing. Bop, bop. Like, bop, bop, do the hand job. Like, and then he puts it out, and, like, three people watch it. He's like, damn it. Back, and he starts again. Back to the then, lab. It, I mean, is that how this works? I don't, I don't get it. So, one of the ones I saw was the Buss It Challenge. Remember that? I actually looked that up. I'm like, what? what Buss It? Buss It. I, I can't believe you don't know. It's where you kind of, like, look all average, and then the this drop comes in and you're all like super dumb. Oh yeah. Okay. Sure. So some, somebody asked me something and I get curious. I'm just a curious human being. So I'm like, I wonder how this started. I had the same thoughts as you. I'm like, who thought this was a thing? And what was the first instance of who this? Who did that are first? They, are they copying somebody? Is it a yeah. thing that I don't get? Is it Does an inside TikTok joke? Put it out or how's it? No. Like, individuals will put a post. They'll have some IG post or whatever. TikTok picks up a lot of like IG trends or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just gets absorbed into all the platforms. And then Facebook's old ass tries to come around the corner and be like, oh, I'm cool <laughs> too, kids. Hey, we can hey, do I can do cameras and stories. <laughs> man. Hey. So yeah, like this one was just, oh, this girl was going, I think it'd be cool if someone did a glow up on this drop, like a girl empowerment thing. Mm. I went, okay, that was the end of a rainbow. That was kind of anticlimactic. But I found out where it came from. Okay, so hang on, hang on a second. Colt, what he says on the drop, it means like on the <laughs> downbeat of a song when it oh, comes. Okay. <laughs> just, I am burr. the youngest one in this room, <laughs> just and I am yeah. probably the <laughs> oldest person when it comes to social media. Because like, I'm just saying, they're like, I, like, what's I a drop? What's a good? What's a trend? hate when I see these forty year old real estate people dancing around doing yeah, this on yeah, TikTok. Yeah. Well, that's why you don't go to day shift. No, <laughs> shit, hey, I respect, I respect the day shift <laughs> person <laughs> better than the. Uh, TikTok. There, there's such a cynical part of me that wants to hate that guy that's fucking dancing and trying to do a viral trend. But half this shit makes me smile. Like it, do, it does. It does. It doesn't I, make I'm me so smile. entertained by people that are actually just trying to have fun. I, I can be so crusty. You can, it's a but choice. Dude, it, right? It's it's baffling some of the skill, like some of the Photoshop skill sets these people have oh. or After Effects. It's like, dude, this is like oh, the you're actually really good at this stuff. The internet oh, no. amazes me as far as how funny people are. 
How undefeated right? it is, yeah. Yeah, how undefeated it is. Like, the Photoshops, I mean, just our stupid little group. We're pretty yeah. good little Photoshoppers, and we have some fun on it. But that, oh, I can go down a hole on those stupid memes yeah, and stuff are hilarious. But That's the TikTok I... dancing and the, the shit like that, I'm like, dude, you're 40 years old. Well, think of that dancing weatherman. What was his name? Uh, Nick something. He looks like a buddy of mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. The that guy, that guy, that, that Midwest the, white guy, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the dancing weatherman, yeah. right? He did these couple viral clips. He's not made enough. He quit his job doing. Oh the yeah, weather. he's done. And he's whatever. I'm like, good for you, bro. Yeah, good no, for you. I you are a really good, good dancer. Yeah, yeah, I celebrate. Man, I respect it. that, but it makes me want to dance. I don't know. It's just kind of. I like dancer? seeing people that are doing stuff and good at it. I like watching real talent. You know, I'll get on those reels and it'll be sports, yeah, dude. It's crazy. And I just I could sit there for hours. Yeah, That's it's a black hole. It. It's a it's a it's a black hole. Well, it's it's all designed by people that are designed Super to trap right you and keep your right. attention for as did long as I can. Did you watch that documentary? Yeah, I did. That, That's that not, was good. Crazy. Oh, that was, not good. That was not good. I got to I got to I got to tell you, I had to I had to actually hire somebody. Like obviously, I've stepped it up a lot on social media. There's a, there's a we've hired a firm that's helping us with what we're doing, but the content creation posting um, was something that was still. I mean, obviously, doing sitting what we're doing now is content creation. And the editing is all outsourced, but the actual posting of it mm-hmm. uh, was something I was still handling. And I've now outsourced that. And the reason I outsourced it was not because it was taking too much time, but I was just sucked into my phone all day because you post this and you research and you look at it and you're like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's this? But what's that? But what's this? And it was just, it was, it was brutal. And I was like, I got to get out of this. Otherwise, it's going to be a problem. I was at the, you know, it just, I had to get out of it. I couldn't do it. Have you read those stats about how much content is created per like hour compared to it's like X amount of megabytes of gigabytes, terabytes of information were produced in the first hundred years of our existence with a computer mm. versus like last hour. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like in an hour we create more content than we created in the, the first, first hundred years. years. Like, yeah, but, 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 it's, a, but, it's a straight hockey stick. See, an analogy he understands the Canadian the hockey stick up. <laughs> the hockey stick. Yeah. It is the hockey stick. But the, so the content, the volume of content, we're not supposed to have this much access to information yeah. or others. So, you know, this is why I, I, I banned my kid from having an iPad and a phone for a while because I could just see it becoming a real problem. And I don't blame her because it's very enticing and it's designed and programmed to be a certain way. But I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I find times when I literally am flipping through my phone and I feel myself doing it compulsively. Totally. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, I, I need a dopamine like mm-hmm. like <laughs> break. Yeah. Yeah. That's when my phone dies and I plug it in and I realize, man, I, I just burned through a battery on a phone. Then I look at my screen time. Yeah. And I can't tell a lot of it because some of it's work, some of it's this, some of it's that. Yeah. But most of there's it's a not lot work. of fat. Most of it's not it, work. Yeah, there's a lot it's of stuff, work. and it's just compulsive. Yeah, and the, the days fly by, and you're just kind of so. That's why I have to go do things. Yeah, I mean now you know it's a point when we go we go to dinner. I hand my wife all the phones. I go in the mm-hmm. bag, and we don't even look at them anymore. It's smart, but we can't. It's really good. We can't do that. Um, I got to tell you guys about something. I did something so incredibly stupid. <laughs> This weekend, for even for me, I really want to hear it. Even for me, this is epic. This is epically stupid for me. And and, and in here is a great networking tip too. So I'll give you a great networking tip as Perfect. we go along. But within this, so I get invited to uh, go down to uh, my buddy Cody Spieber. Spur, I'm sorry, ah, sorry, my buddy Kobe's Cody's Kobe 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 Bryant. No, Kobe. Yeah. Cody Spurber. Good lord. 
Cody Sperber's having his birthday party down at the win. I know, just that one sip of bourbon, I'm done. Cody Sperber's birthday party is at the win, and we're headed down there to to hang out. I got invited to go down there. Now, there was a bunch of people there that I did know, a bunch of people I wasn't going to know. So it's like, all right, there's a networking opportunity. We need to go down and do that. So whenever you're thrust into a situation like that where you've met some of these people but not for a long time, and then there's people that you don't know, that's a very dangerous room to wait into. It's a very dangerous room to kind of walk into because here's what happens. So you have to walk this fine line when people talk to you of, I have met you before and I remember you, or I'm just meeting you for the first time. And it's a razor thin line. This is a Hollywood problem. Yes, it is. It is a, it is a razor thin problem mm-hmm. because when you go, so, so I'm going and, and this is my, this is my networking tip and why you always want to have a wingman, particularly your wife or spouse. When you go networking, this is epic. This is what we do. This is what we do. Yep. So, and it's not, it's not just the. It's not just the, oh, this is my wife, Gidget, and then I reach for the drink because I don't have to know their name because I'm drinking, and then they introduce themselves early. That's not what we do. That's, 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 that's kindergarten. That's first level, all right? Still works. What we do is everybody <laughs> we meet, she literally will text me their names and something about them. So as I introduce her, they continue talking to me. She grabs her phone, and she's texting me their name with something about them. So later I can review the notes of what it was. What a wingman. Dude, it's the best. I'm real. Gidget. That, that, yeah, that, my wife just goes gets hammered. No, 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 no. That, that's the Caitlin, best. It's, it's, yeah, it's oh the best move ever and, and why you can remember people. So anyway, I'm thrust in the situation where I'm playing the do I know you, do I remember you, just nice to meet you. And you're saying good to see you. Good to see Always good to see you. <laughs> Always good to see you. That's that's one of those things where Always you good say, to see you. hey, good oh, to see hey, you. Hey, good to see you. Always good. Like you may be seen on the social media or you met him. It's good. Always good to see you. It was great. So anyway, I'm, it's fast and furious. Bang, 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 bang. We only had like an hour there because we we're going to go to the Raiders game. It was fast and furious. Bang, bang, bang. And I'm meeting people as fast as I can. And at one point, this, and keep in mind, we're at the pool. So everybody's got sunglasses, hats on, whatever, blah, blah. This guy comes up behind me and he says, uh, hey, man, I saw you from over there. I want to come say, and I'm like, hey, man, how are you? Great to see you. Same thing. Blah, 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 blah. Hang on one second. I'm going to finish talking to this guy, David, who I was talking about uh, AP watches. And I said, let me, I'll, hang on a minute. So I turned around and I got back engrossed in this conversation with this guy, David, and I forgot the guy was standing there. And then the guy eventually left, right? And my wife says, <clears throat> he left. I finished my conversation. And and then my wife's like, that guy left. I'm like, oh, God, okay, I feel terrible. But I kept going bang, 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 meet these people, get through it. Well, anyway, as I'm leaving uh, Encore Beach Club, unrelated to that part of the story, but as I'm, I'm leaving Encore Beach Club, I'm looking, and one of my guys that works for me on my team was there. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, we were just there. Like, I was just, at, like, I text him on his oh, DM. Geez. I was just there. And he goes, yeah, okay, cool. And uh, he didn't really respond. And we get back, and later that night after the Raiders game, my wife goes, I felt so bad for that guy with the beard that you just ignored. And I said, wait a second, what? What are you talking about? She goes, when you were talking to the guy with the watches, a guy walked up that knew you, that said, I saw you from across the place, walked up to talk to you and talk to you. And I said, your team member. it instantaneously hit me. And I was like, oh my God. And I pulled up his picture. I said, was it this? Tell me it wasn't this guy. And she goes, it totally was. And the problem was, I was going so, hey, I'm a jerk. There's no question. But I was going I so, know, but-, but I was going so fast and furious about it that, 
it like it was out of context for him to be standing there in a swimsuit right. yeah, with sunglasses I, I and a hat on and not in a suit. And that's what threw me. Yeah, I don't think that one that's not a Oh God. Loop. When somebody when somebody you that works for you yeah, walks up to you at a social event and yeah. you don't remember wow. them. How many people work oh. for you? How many contexts do you have? No, no, no. That, okay. That's where no, that, that's too much no, 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 no. one of the you, you gotta, you gotta, Yeah, you gotta you gotta understand there's degrees of working with me. There's there's degrees. This right. guy's like one degree. He's like, but were you in a nine feet away else? from? Yes, but he's like nine feet away from me every day. Yeah, and it's a guy that works directly with me, and and it just, I was like, and I talked to him, and I was just like, what must you have thought when I was like, yeah, oh, I, I was know. just there. He was like, well, I thought you meant you were down at one of the cabanas. So, yeah, major faux pas. Uh, see, I, see, that's one of those things you can't be expected to always. Cause like you said, you have that. So when you talk to them after, I assume he was totally. Oh fine. yeah, he's yeah. fine. He's fine. But I mean, like that that's kind of one of those things. If I'm talking to you and someone comes up, hey, I saw you over there. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, sorry. Like, I'm right. doing something here. Right. Yeah. A little busy. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like standing there and you come up and I, and I. No, but it, but <laughs> the fact that I sent the text, like, oh yeah. my God, I was just I there. Was, yeah, but it means oh, we you're should, We should have got, we should have got together. Know. But it yeah. means you're obviously like, you have positive feelings about him if you text him after. Yeah. So it's not like you knew it was oh, him. Oh, that's a good way to spin it. It's like, see, I was, I wouldn't have even, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't even. If I didn't you. like you, I wouldn't I have given a shit. Yeah, I can't, can't pick you out of a lineup you, of two I, people, I, apparently. Yeah, you, your sunglasses on, like your, your, your shorts, yeah, your fine. hat. I didn't know it was you. I thought it was some random person I never met. And social party. media. Social media has made that where you don't, there's such a fine yeah, line. I do I know these people? Yeah, do, or I, do, I, do I really know them know or do them, I not? Right? Know them. Like, I was at the, I was having drinks at the country club and some girl's like, Colt, 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 blah, blah. And I'm like, Okay, then I'm like sitting there, and I'm like, "Who the hell was that?" She's like, "You have the right to remain silent." Nah, no. <laughs> but no, she sat there, and she after she came up, was like, Your "Kid's gorgeous, everything." I'm like, oh, God, I, "I don't know who this is." And then, like, maybe maybe a minute, and a half into it, she goes, "I'm so embarrassed. I don't know you actually. I just know you through social media." But that's you know, and so that's reality. You know, yeah. Well, I think, but that's the. I think, I think that's the power of social media if you do it right. Because if you do it right, like when people come in to talk to us to join the company, they're like, "Oh my god, I feel like I already know you." Yeah, right. Because I, I don't. I'm not faking it. This is this is who I am. Good, bad, and ugly. When you see my social yeah, media yeah. stuff, I don't put. It's not showtime for me when I put that on. That's just who totally I am. Totally agree. But like I said, I'm also one of those people that empathize. Other people have lives. We were at uh, after the Raiders game. My wife and I walked to a place to get something to eat real quick down the street. From the did did that exist? Yeah. No, it's, okay. there, it's right. called the Tailgater Bar. I've never been there. It's right on Russell, okay. right down from the stadium. And we live just up the street. Yeah. So, you know, PT's was closed because it was after 10 for some reason. Oh, you know, PT's, you better watch out for this Chili's <laughs> list. Chili's. You're, you're getting on. on the list. Not done with you, Chili's. You so thought I, you were going to get I, away I, from a segment. I saw, a guy, I saw a guy in the bar that I knew, and I'm like, do I know him from social media only, or have I actually met him? I feel like I met him, but I don't know. So I walked by, I'm just, so I just walked by, he was talking to a girl, I'm like, hey, like, good to see you, just walked by and just kind of got the nod or the wink. I don't know if he knows me now. Looking back on it, I kind of went through that same thing. Because this is a guy I know, I have positive feelings about him. Yeah. Some, <laughs> no, 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 no. yeah. I didn't, I didn't walk to the other side of the street when he was coming. Motherfucker. But I'm so Canadian that everybody's a friend until they're right. your enemy. Right. Yeah. right. No, you know I, what I mean? Like I think just, social media does that, because there's, I was just at an event, and I, I do not go to these types of events. Uh, neither does John. And I was approached by a lot of people. You know what? I'm going to talk about that event. I am going to talk about that event a little bit because here's the deal. I felt terrible about oh. that because here's the, here's the truth of it. I always talk about I don't go to a lot of realtor events because I, no realtors are ever going to do business with us, buy, buy houses right, from yep. us. So I, I don't understand why people like to love to do that. But this weekend, three of our people 
got awards for top 40 under 40. The top four, out of the 19,700 realtors or whatever it was, three of our people were recognized. And that's amazing. And I didn't know. Like, I, I, it's not like I knew it was, con- I just wanted you to know, it's not like I knew that was happening and blew I it off. I had no clue. Like, I soon, yeah. I think I texted you and I was like, bro, yeah. I totally would have gone to no, support I, you. And I know you would have, but I, I think we have that same mentality. I think John and I, and I think Chris, you're probably the same, right? Like, if we're going to go out, we're going out with friends. Do you want, like, do you want to go hang out it's with a bunch of attorneys? Is that, is that your dream? I do it because here's the th- weird thing. I don't mind meeting strangers. Like, yeah. I'm, Caitlin hates it. I'll be sitting at the bar and I'll talk to this person. I'll, because I genuinely am curious to see now a room full of realtors that are trying to get my business or think that they're no, networking. No, 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 no. But, but, but is there such a thing as networking with a bunch of attorneys? Maybe because you guys refer there cases is, possibly. There is. We refer each other possibly, stuff. Yeah. And here's the thing. If I don't know the area of law and you're cool with me, I'll send you business. Yeah. So to so, so that doesn't that, that's that, kind that of doesn't only different. happen with realtors. Realtors where, don't send competing. other no, realtors' no, business. No, no, now no. I'll send realtors' business because there's stuff that I'm conflicted or Caitlin's conflicted out of or right. or you or whatever, right? Who I need a, someone in a probate case who's neutral that they'll agree to right. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you know one of them works for you. So <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, I'll, I'm good to know people because a lot of times the shoe doesn't always fit for the same people, right? Yeah. But and I agree with that. My because, greatest. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I was going to say I totally agree with that. But you are that. Chris is that person that you do. I mean, you love going and meeting people. You are somebody that loves to absorb as much information, as much meeting people as everything. I don't know if there's anybody I've met that absorbs like you do. Uh, I'm the opposite. To me, I'm either hanging out with my really close friends mm. or there needs to be a chance of making money off of you. And that well, applies for well, well, no, it. no, no. But I, I will say this, though. If you open your network, you open, you, you know, the more hands you shake, yeah, the more yeah, money absolutely. you make, as my buddy Brad Lee always says. But I'll say this, man, you, you did something in the, in the networking event that I took you to the other night that proved my point. When I go out to eat with, especially if it's just me and Gidget, mm-hmm. I try to eat at the bar as much as I can because mm-hmm. you just never know who you're going to wind up sitting next to. You know, never know who you're going to meet. Never know. If you sit at a table across from your wife, I get it if it's an anniversary or if it's a special event, you want to really focus in on each other. That's great too. But me and my wife talk to each other all day. Every day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So if we're just going out, especially if we're just like, oh, let's just eat at this steakhouse. Let's just grab a bite. Let's just something. And it's not like an event. Yep. Try to sit at the bar because when you sit at the bar, you get exposed. You never know who you're going to meet. Never know. I mean, just sitting at the bar, sitting at the bar at, um, we went to uh, Virgin um, the other night. We sat at, went to the steakhouse yep. and we sat at the bar because uh, John O'Donnell is a friend of ours and he was waiting on us. And um, sitting there, I met the CEO and president of the Smith Center. Right. And I met the head of Henderson Planning Commission. So for my business, pretty good guy to know over here. And just in general, pretty good guy to know over here. Both of them super lovely people. And we had a right. great time. And we never would have been exposed to them or met them you had we not them. sat at the bar. You didn't call their office and cold call them and go. No. You met them authentically. I just, yep. I, I, bumped into, organic, I bumped into the bar. Yeah. Organic and authentic meetings with people at random places. Are the best. Are the best. Because if I meet someone at a bar and they're cool and you talk about your kids, you talk about things that, mm-hmm. oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm this. Oh, shit. I yeah. probably talk to you one day about something else, you know, right, right. But, but now there's that actual connection. That's very important to me. <laughs> the guy from the Smith center in the best line ever, he goes, we're talking about baseball. Cause some people from St. Louis came in and I saw St. Louis from with the Cardinals talking about this and that. And this guy goes, Oh yeah, I actually played a season for the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm like, why? And I'm thinking that's such an outlandish thing to say that like nobody would make that up, right, especially right, a middle-aged right, right, right. man that is successful as the CEO and president of the Smith center. And Myron goes just like this. He goes, yeah, I played a season for the St. Louis Cardinals. I, you know, yeah, I, I played there. And I'm like, wow, what did you play? He goes, Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, That's funny, yeah. dude, best story uh, ever. And it was true. He's like, yeah, I played. He was not. That was him. He did that for us for a season. I thought that was such a great story. I think it's cool, especially in Vegas. I played for them. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, that's that's good. He did play he for them. Which play? He does, does, right? Yeah. But I think so Vegas great. is great that way. I think you can meet some very, very unique individuals here yeah. that, you know, I was sitting there having a scar one day and some old guy kept wanting to talk. Finally, I started talking with him, and that guy used to, he wanted uh, to create this business, and no one would invest in him. So we started flying coke for the Colombian cartel. I'm like, what the, f-? I'm like, this is such a bullshit story. Probably not a great career move. <laughs> no, great. the guy's. Trade school. No, yeah, to be this guy's worth five, six, seven hundred million. I call somebody his, and I go. Wait, is he worth that much from flying coke for the cartel? Or? No, no. He this is not a good endorsement for Kirill from this. Blow. <laughs> No, so the guy came up. I'll, he's got books on, so I'm not afraid to say his, his name. I can't. Well, I don't know his name, but <laughs> the views of Colt Amidon do not reflect. <laughs> I'm not afraid uh, to say his name because I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know. But no, oh, he, he, he created like the he created like the uh, the first workout machine. The guy's worth a ton. He's written books about it, and yeah, I mean, just the uniqueness. If I'm in the middle of Idaho or Utah, I'm not meeting a guy like that. And that's why I love Vegas because you do meet you never know. genuine. You know. But, but the problem is how many people are so collapsed in on their own little circle that they have that they don't put oh. themselves out to meet anybody new? Yeah, I think that's why my wife begrudgingly likes hanging out with me sometimes. Because, for example, we went to Spain, ran with the Bulls yeah. back in our, a couple years ago. And uh, I go to a bar in Madrid. We're not uh, talking about in Spain. No. Start talking to these guys. Oh, let's start making some bullshit up. Try my hacky Spanish, talking English, whatever. They're so cool. They're like, hey, why don't you guys come with us to this next bar? Sure. And we go and meet some of their friends, and then we're drinking, and then the next bar, and then the next, go to the, one of the coolest bars ever. At this point, these are like my best friends all of a sudden. Yeah. You know, these Spanish people, I don't know shit about them. At three in the morning, that bar closes down. And he goes, let's go back to my bar. I'm going to reopen it. Reopens his bar. It's four or five in the morning. We're partying. You're like you're like Burke, you're like Burke Kirshner. You're the machine. Yeah, we're like the machine. the machine at this point. Caitlin is having the best night of her life. She is just thrilled because the guys we're with love her. Yeah, and they're like these cool guys. And so the, this guy opens up the kitchen, starts making tapas for Caitlin, like literally food for just us over here. All these other people partying. It was the best night ever. And then the guy goes, "Hey, you guys are going to Morocco tomorrow. Here, Let me here's call the guy. my buddy." whose parents own some facilities in Morocco. They own three mega resorts in Morocco. We go there. This guy hooks us up, gets us camel rides on the property. We go hang out. It made the trip so much more, uh, first off, less scary for Caitlin, who hasn't traveled to Africa. Yeah. And then, and and also just enjoyable, hanging out with some cool guy and meeting him. And he teaches us how to, you know, manage the souks of of Morocco. Everything in here is 20 bucks. If they want to charge you a dollar more, they're full of shit. (laughs) <laughs> but having that insider scoop, right? And that's all from just going hanging out at a bar, sitting there and chatting with one bartender at this tiny little club, this tiny little place in Madrid. Dude, I love the straw market. I, I don't care. I don't care what country around the globe. Oh. Take me to the straw market. I, I take me to that. It's oh, essentially it's the flea market of different parts yeah. of the world. From the time my kids were like, Five years old, we would go to cruises and we'd be at Jamaica and there's the dude there making the carved knife with your name in it, yeah. the wood weird knife yeah. and it's there. And I'm straight telling my son, I'm like, look, uh, you go over there and say what you want for it. No matter what he says, just say all I have is $5. All I have is $5. I mean, teach him. That's the best place to teach business to kids on the planet is, and if you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to Jamaica, just go to the flea market. 
the same thing. Ch- yeah, go to the, Teach your go kids to the how to buy things at the flea market. I do. It's and it, it's, it's the best time. thing you can do. Yep. It's such a great thing. I tell them all the time, go negotiate. Don't you dare. Yeah, here's seven bucks, but you better come back with two and whatever you're supposed to buy. (laughs) I got a friend one time. We did that in Canal Street in New York City. My buddy had never been to New York, and he's just the nicest Canadian guy. All I want is a fake Gucci belt. Even better. Even better. Guy goes over, he sees this Batman belt for 15 bucks. Batman, just a silly, like, cheap belt. He wants his Batman symbol on it, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes, and he's like, oh, I want it. He goes, I'm like, offer him 10. He'll take it. Just don't be... Don't be a, a stooge. Don't right. be a, a, a goof yeah. and take, you know, take their price. You can get it for ten. She's like, I'll give you ten. The guy's like, no, no, won't take it for ten. Won't take it for ten. Guy, we go eat. Literally, I swear to God, this is, this is the only person on earth this could happen to. We go eat lunch. He goes, you know, what? I, I really want that belt. I just really want the belt. It's like, just go get the belt then, stupid. Like, <laughs> he's, go get the belt. He's pining over about the Batman belt. The Batman belt. He really wants it. He goes back and comes back. I go. Who, who pines over the Batman I belt? Colt would pine oh, over. I mean, the we Batman. were. No, no, no. We no. were in our I think, early. I think 20s, you probably would. He goes. I say. So what did you get him down to? He goes. Well, he said now it's twenty. Because <laughs> now, now you want it. Now you want he's it. got you. Now <laughs> he's got him. Oh man. I just to this day I just go like, oh god, talk about. The, wa- the worst negotiation <laughs> the, of all the, time. The walk away slash take away clothes only works if you're really, really willing to, to walk really away. Really walk away. <laughs> it doesn't work like other than that. Coming back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they, if they don't, if they don't chase you down the street, no, that's like. you 15, I'll but, pay you 17. I'll take 20. Uh, no, that's the greatest response to take away clothes. Like, no, nah, that's too much you leave. How much was it? Oh, 17? That was yesterday's price. Yeah, now it's 20. No, it's 20. <laughs> and he came, went back and bought it. He's like, oh, well, I'm just like, it's not about $5. It's about your dignity. Yeah. As, a, as a man, what just I mean, negotiating again, again, yeah. again, invest in skills, learn to negotiate. These are basic <laughs> life skills that you like. People think I need to be able to negotiate to settle a court case or buy a house, dude. You use it every day. Batman belt. Had he read Chris Foss's book, maybe, maybe he even got it for eleven. Maybe he gets it for eleven. Yeah, I, I get does. it for eleven. You got it for twenty. <laughs> it's it's really hard to say which way that goes. But at this point, you know, I don't know. So, guys, again. I hope you liked what we do. If you do, make sure you subscribe to it wherever it may be. And, uh, and yeah, if you like it, tell somebody. If you don't like it, tell three people because it doesn't matter if they're talking. It's when they good or bad. It's when they stop talking that it matters. You're welcome, it's like Cat Chilis. Williams says. That's it. If you ain't got nobody to hate on, you can hate on me. <laughs> I'm doing life wrong. That's it. See you next time, guys. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.